day to pick the music on a way back Wednesday, 913-586-7610. Tag your name so that you get the credit. Our buddy Detroit Derek, he chimed in early this morning on the Twitterverse. Uh, wanted some Martha Reeves and the Vandellas dancing in the streets to celebrate a new position he was offered. So shout out to uh, Detroit Derek listening to Fesco in the morning. Good morning, fellas. How you feeling? All good after a little Motown for me this morning. Man, right? let's ride. Love it. My mother-in-law, big Motown fan, huge Motown fan. So we'll play some. Uh, we'll play some Motown for her today as well. Okay. Too. She always likes that one song, "Ain't No Mountain High Enough." All right. Little Marvin Gaye and Tammy oh, yeah, Terrell. Yeah, you better believe it, man. I got Great that in music the crate from back in the day. Let's go. Let's do it on a Wednesday, huh? Feeling good? Feeling great. Let's Feeling rock. good on a hump day? Hopefully the text line is nice today. It's been pretty good for Wednesdays. There's been a couple of Tuesdays that haven't been yeah, good. There was yeah, a, was that last week? Last week. Last, yeah, week, last Tuesday. Tuesday. Last week. Tuesday. Ooh, Boy, people were not was, happy last Tuesday. It was weird, yeah. And they were mad about the red zone then or something. I thought it was, yeah, thought, thought it was a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I looked at it last Tuesday. We're like, what's going on here? Did we miss a day? Is it Wednesday? I understand being upset during the week, right? Because it's like the middle of the week. You're like, oh, the weekend's gone. The weekend's too far away. It's the middle of the week. I got to get through this. And then all of a sudden you get to Thursday and boom, the week speeds up and here we are. So enjoy your Wednesday, man. Don't be angry text Wednesday guy or gal today because I don't know what there is to be angry about unless you're, you know, John Heyman or somebody like that. Or... Felt a little warmer <laughs> when you walked outside today. So that it was, did. I don't know. Or, I, yeah. or we're used to it. I don't maybe know. spring is coming. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. No? Uh, yeah, or if you're John Heyman. Yeah. yeah. A little Oops. warmer for John Heyman today too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oof. Talk about putting your ah. foot in your mouth yesterday. Oof. Good Lord. Unbelievable, man. Like this Aaron and it Judge was not thing. the fake Woo! John Heyman either. No, it was not because a lot of people thought maybe it was ball sack sports or, you know, New York porch sports or something right. like that. No, this was the legit John Heyman yesterday who said, I guess you could say the world ablaze in the baseball community yesterday for a good seven minutes, I think, is how long it lasted. And I'm not kidding. Seven minutes is how long it lasted. Most would say that's a long time. Uh, but seven minutes, John Heyman went from reporting arson judge going to the Giants to the Giants owner going, we haven't signed anything with this guy yet. <laughs> or they hadn't signed with arson. <laughs> or they hadn't signed with arson yet, too. That's exactly right. Yeah. Makes you wonder. Was it a, uh, a typo? Did he speak into his phone? And my phone never understands me. So Right. Um did they come out with arson that way? And then, yes, to to miss on that. That's the one offseason deal you can't miss is that one. This is the big one, right? This is the one everybody's waiting yeah, for. You can't miss on it. Can't. Got You got to hit that one on the head. And and he and he swung with it. Now, he ultimately may be right, and arson or Aaron Judge may end up going to the San Francisco Giants, which I, I just want to get this out there. I've said for years that the NFL is scripted, and everybody kind of rolls their eyes at me when I say that. But as time has marched on, more and more people like send me that private message like, I think you're right. I think this league is scripted. If you don't think Major League Baseball is scripted after what's going on right now, you're living with your head in the sand. And I told Josh this this morning, and I shared it with our friend Ben Maller as well. On March 30th, 2023, the MLB season begins. Mm -hmm. The San Francisco Giants open the season in New York against the Yankees <laughs> in the Bronx. Uh -huh. What are the odds that the schedule makers back in July, when they were making these schedules, decided, you know what? We need an interleague game to start the season featuring the Giants and Yankees at Yankee Stadium. And it, just the series itself. Yeah. 
Yeah, the series, like if it was the Red Sox and Yankees opening on opening weekend, you, you don't think anything of it. It's the right. division rival. You know, that's the way it goes. Now, I understand the scheduling is different and everybody's playing everybody now in baseball, which is a good thing. We don't need 17 more games every year with the with the Tigers and Twins and White Sox and Indians. And that's great um, that we're going to do that. But when this schedule was made back in July, they had the San Francisco Giants opening the season with the Yankees and... It just tells me this thing has been in the works for quite some time. I think once he got disrespected by the Yankees offer back in spring training, kind of got booed by Yankee fans on opening day because he didn't sign the deal, the wheel started to move in motion that Aaron Judge, or Arson Judge, according to John Heyman, was going to be leaving New York and heading to San Francisco and settling down there. And so what does baseball do in order to get eyeballs and interest? What opening day series is going to get everybody talking? Aaron Judge playing his first game as a non-Yankee in Yankee Stadium on opening day. Like, what could be bigger than that for the sport of baseball, right? If you're trying to grow the game and get eyeballs and get a buzz going, are you really going to get a buzz going with the Yankees and Rays on March 30th? No. Where you're going to get a buzz is the Yankees and Giants on March 30th with Aaron Judge playing his first game as a Giant in Yankee Stadium against his old team. Boom! Coincidence? I think not, my friend. I think not. And if you want to look at the Royals' uh, first road game at the Giants. That's right. They play early in September. So yeah. They will. They mm-hmm. will. They will, all April, I mean. They will play the uh, the Giants on the road on April 7th. That's right. Their first road game for the Giants' home opener. Right. The Royals. Will be Judge's home opener against... The Royals. Mm-hmm. If he signs there. Now, there's been real estate guy out in San Francisco who has seen Aaron Judge looking at houses. That, uh, I'm sure, is happening as well as looking at school guy has been notified. The guy at the airport really doesn't exist much anymore because everybody flies private, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you got, like, a guy in the private airport hangar, you can talk to them about who's flying where. But as far as the commercial airlines anymore, you're not getting that information from people. And and nobody's flying commercial. Aaron Judge is not on a United flight to San Francisco this morning to go sign his contract if he does decide that. So uh, whoever will be the Royals' number three starter looks like probably probably (laughs) that guy here yet uh, (laughs) will be facing off against Aaron Judge. Pitcher to be determined. Right. Against Aaron Judge. <laughs> I was just counting if uh, they got through the rotation. So they open on that Thursday. So one, two, one day off, two, three, four, five. One, two, three. Yeah, third starter. Third starter. Yes, yes. So you, you no got to think it's pro- – I'm going to guess. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's not on the team right correct, now. Correct, correct. It's a uh, guy had a great season last year. He's, he's going to be 33 years old. Right. But he finally found that breaking ball. That's right. And uh, he'll be starting against the Giants in San Fran. But even, even that guy, I don't know that the Royals could go out there and afford. And you and I were talking before the show with these these winter meetings that are going on in baseball right now. Let's say they wanted Jamison Tyon or Taiwan Walker. Which were both rumored to be, oh, those could be guys the, the Royals would target. Right. To be starting pitchers. And so. One was like no. three for 75 or something. Right? I, I thought Taiwan for- Walker like signed a $72 million deal in Chicago and then, or with Philly. And then Tyon signed a $68 million deal with the Cubs. Like even the average Joe guy pitcher in, on that. in baseball Four is for out 68 there. With Tyon. Or for, with, yeah, with Tyon with the Cubs. Four for 68. Right. We in on that one? No. 
Like that was a, and that was, I felt like that was down the list a little bit. Or I mean, you know, more in your realistic pitcher list, right? Like the realm of pitcher, which you would probably be able to, to find. The other one was four for 72. Mm-hmm. Tan Walker with the Phillies four for 72 in on that. No, they're not in on that. No, not at all. I, I, I we can't even play that party. That, like that. That's the middle class party. Yeah. We're, we're not even there. We're, we're like, we're, we're at the end of the line waiting for like, who didn't get an offer from somebody that's looking for a job. For a I one mean, year, a one year. I don't know. What was Granky last year? 19, 13, something like that. 12, $13 million, something like that. Yeah. And that one, I feel like he got a break on that one. Yeah, probably you know because I mean? it's cranky. Yeah. Now I expect cranky to be back in, in, in Kansas city. So, so you got to wait for those types to fall. So those are the types that you're going to be looking at. I mean, that that's just kind of what it is. I mean, I'll use the analogy the best I can. We're going to be shopping in the Baker Mayfield section right now. I mean, that's just kind of where it is. You're going to be looking for a guy that's looking for one last opportunity to try to reclaim some stuff. And that's okay. Baker check them out. I'd be intrigued. Yeah, I think I probably I'd go, I'd would go be. See you, that you, you go watch Baker Mayfield. Oh, see that once? Eh, I go more than once, probably. If he's out there pitching, that that's well, a, that's something get, to be see, right? He gets lit up in the Blue Jay series, and we're done. Well, we're but done with whatever. It. They cut him and they move on. I don't know, man. I, I'd give him another opportunity. OBJ's dad's putting together his pitch by pitch and going, but, "This guy sucks." But but ask ask yourself this, and I know I've kind of been like all over the place on what I want the Royals to do. But the more you think about it, and and I still think this is the most important off season that they're going to have to show their fans what they're all about, because it's really the first off season with the new regime and really with with John Sherman being the owner for the first time in an offseason that doesn't have some sort of scandal going on, whether it's, uh, you know, not scandal, but some sort of distraction going on, whether it's COVID, whether it's, uh, you know, not capacity fans, whether it's a lockout. Like this is the first normal offseason we really truly see under John Sherman. And it was going to be exciting, I think, to see what they could potentially do. And then you realize the situation that they're in and, and you know, you're, you're ready to go shop at Marshall's if you're the Royals and, and everybody right now that's out there on the market is, is a Neiman Marcus type of player. And you oh, just, it's just it's can't just, afford that. And I'm not, it's not even, not even a knock on the Royals. It's stupid money. It is. It's dumb. It's irresponsible money. As we said yesterday, like, you know, this is what you're trying to compete against. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four for $70 million on a bunch of, Never heard of them or barely have done anything. I mean, like, like Jamison Tyon to me is a very average marginal pitcher who was not tough enough mentally to pitch in New York. I mean, that's just kind of Didn't the way that two I look seasons at him. of injury too. Yeah, and he was hurt. I mean, yeah. 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 And he's, and he's banged up all the time. So that that's the type of player that you're looking at, but let, let's just throw it out there. We we've got what, what JJ said on the show yesterday, talking about, you know, this being a year where you maybe you fill some gaps, but you still got some young guys. And then I heard him talk yesterday to Major League Baseball uh, Television Network, which when they're not running winter meeting stuff, they're running the Ken Burns stuff. That means they've waved the white flag. When you're just running Ken Burns stuff on MLB Network, you're conceding to the NFL. Please give right? me a sandlot. So, yeah. yeah, give me the sandlot. Give me something like that. So I see JJ's on there yesterday talking on MLB Network, and, and, and at the end of the interview, he goes, we'll know a lot better where we are a year from now. And, and, and I heard that, and I go, okay, I've been telling you this is going to be one of those years. You're just going to have to brace yourself. I don't think anybody's going to be talking about the playoffs this year in Kansas City expectations or anything like that like we did a year ago going into the regular season. That was, that was irresponsible, again, on the Royals to tell everybody that they were ready to go to the playoffs when they clearly were not ready to go to the playoffs. It was a bad move by Matheny and company. Um, and, and, and I think also what we're looking at 
with this team is basically this this upcoming year is going to be a year to to get to know Q, get to know the pitching coaches, get to know the staff, get to know what you have. And then J.J. said a year from now, we'll have a better understanding of where we are. Well, and but so, honest. But, but honest, and I, and I appreciate the honesty. It's better than J.J. going up there going, we think we're this close to contending for a postseason and then losing 97 games. Nobody wants that. So I appreciate his honesty. I like his honesty. I value his honesty. I think it's, I think it's awesome that he was honest like that. But it also goes to tell me, you know what I'd rather do then? Instead of going out and spending money on a Jamison Tyon or a Taiwan Walker, we have all these young pitchers, and there's going to be three new voices at the major league level alone that are going to teach pitching. Why not see what these kids can do? Because maybe, just maybe, these new guys that are coming in who don't unlock have any somebody. past history, they unlock these guys. And then all of a sudden, you've got yourself two more starters because it clicked and the light went on and they got it. So from my standpoint, you can go out there and waste money and spend money and, 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 and get you to wherever it is. But if you're going to spend money on middling starter guy, give me Heasley out there. Let me see what these pitching coaches can do. And if they can unlock something in Kowar, if they can unlock something in Lynch or unlock something to be consistent in Bubich or get Keller back on track. From what I understand, I, I've heard Keller is very excited about the new pitching coaches coming in and the new approach that they're going to be taking. And, and I think there's a lot of renewed energy from the pitching staff that hasn't been there, maybe ever on a pitching staff in Kansas City, but there's a lot of renewed energy from everything that I've heard about this pitching staff and these, and these new voices. And you know what? If it's going to be a year to know where you are, let me sink or swim with these young kids so we truly know where they are and we can know whether or not they're good because the message that they're going to be getting this this spring training and this offseason is going to be completely different than the messages that they've received before. And I kind of want to see what happens. Uh, back to Judge for a moment because it wasn't just Heyman. He's got some backing. Oh, he does. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, Randy Miller. Who? Who's the NJ Advanced Media Yankees writer. Okay. I've heard of him. Okay tweeted this out Aaron judge apparently was house hunting while he was in San Francisco meeting with the giants. There it is. Well, then it's definitive to me. Right. I mean, there got, it is. You got realtor person. That's right. Man, have we had like restaurant tour guy yet who has so, had them in the private room? In this the back? guy's got realtor yeah. realtor person. I saying know. he was, he was house hunting while in San Francisco. Why are you going to do that? Unless you're signing there. Yeah, yeah, I think you, it's over. You're not going to look at house over. Over and you over. saw the other story that came out from Time Magazine that in 2010 Aaron Judge says in 10 years I'll be playing for the Giants and married to the, the galleys with now, mm, mm. so he's got to live up to that. Guys, plan a simple scenario in which to clinch for the Chiefs next. This is Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
listen to that E Street Band. You pick the music on a way back Wednesday, 913-586-7610. Tag your name so that you get the credit. Our buddy Adam hit us up on Twitter. Said he's been at work since 2.30 this morning. Oh, he's man. ready to run away like Bon Jovi. <laughs> there you go. I like that. 2.30 in the morning. What do you do, my man? Let us know what you're doing at 2.30 in the morning. Also a dentist's favorite time. And then how many other people are there then? Well, that's the right. other thing, yeah. Sometimes your boss arrives. Is it like, you know, we got Sterling that works overnights here, right? Is it, is it kind of like that where you got the place to yourself and you can get a lot done or not? Let us know what you're doing at 2.30 in the morning at work. I'm interested. I'd like to know what that's all about. And what time are you going to get done today? 8, 9, 10? I hope you walk out that door at 10.30, man, and be like, peace out. Eight hours are up. I'm done. Go grab some sleep. Or you run, you actually run out of there. Like, just. Yeah. I'm a runaway. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, the NFL every week puts out its well, not every week, but when it gets to, to to clinching time. Yep, it's the last two weeks. They can they'll they'll put out the scenarios, and sometimes they're like really helpful, like oh, you need this, this, this to happen, and this to happen. I kind of like when it's like 18 different things. Yeah, they're, they're kind of fun. Well, if this happens, this happens, this happens, they can clinch. Like 2006, when the Chiefs snuck in the back door and had to play the Colts in that round yeah. of the playoffs because yeah. like seven other teams lost. Like uh, like Philly this week's fun. It's uh-huh. like uh, Philadelphia needs a win. Or a tie, or a San Francisco loss plus a Seattle loss. You know, you're like, that's a lot to happen. It's like the it's like the World Cup scenarios, you know, in that third yeah. that third match to get to the, you know, it gets a little gets a little hairy. Uh, the Chiefs is pretty simple, uh, win and the Chargers lose, and they're that's in. how they that's how they clinch. Okay, I, I can handle that one. The division could be wrapped up this weekend. Who do the Chargers have this the weekend? The Chargers have. I knew you were going to ask. Uh, that do they anyway. have the Raiders this weekend again? I, I believe that's true, right? No, I don't think they go back to back. I know. They oh no, those are back to back. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was thinking they were both, uh, both uh, the Chargers and Chiefs were playing division games this week. God, uh, maybe they are. Uh, yeah, Miami at Los Angeles. Yeah, Miami. Tonight. That's right. It was. Oh, I, I, I knew it was yeah. a losable. It was a losable game. But yeah. I couldn't remember what it was. Yeah, Miami. That's right. Miami, Miami at Los. So who are we rooting for though? Honestly, in that game, doesn't it do us better if Miami loses that game and the Chargers win that game? Um, I mean, we're gonna win the division, right? But from like a seeding standpoint, who you want to see in the playoffs, where you think this is going to end up, the more games Miami can lose, I think the better or not, because I don't want to see them. I I understand, but they're they're currently a six seed. I mean, yeah. they can't really do much. You know, what I mean, do much more. You want them as a seven? No, because then we'd see them in the right? opening round. That's a good so, point. I mean, they, Fair point. Good point. They're yeah. kind of where they are. Yeah. Don't win the division. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't win the division and uh you know hang out about six you might not even see him may not you're right you, you may know? not even see him because there's a good chance that they get knocked out in their first playoff game by the buffalo bills and if the season ended today um the chiefs would obviously be that two seed and they would play the jets in the first yeah, round of the playoffs i take mike white and the jets rolling into arrowhead yeah, right yeah. You're, you're good with that yeah you're good with that right yeah. so the matchups would be chiefs and jets with the Bills having the bye, obviously. The Ravens right now were the third seed. They would play the Dolphins the sixth seed. I'm taking the Dolphins in that game. And then you have the Titans and Bengals in the 4-5 game. The Titans being the four, the Bengals being the five. I'm taking the Bengals in that one. So then you would have the Bills and Dolphins in the division round against the Chiefs and Bengals in the division round. That's pretty wild. That's pretty good. That's pretty awesome, right? 
That's pretty fantastic from like a matchup that. standpoint. TV would like all that. You've got round three of your AFC East, right? And you've got round four <laughs> of the Bengals and the Chiefs, and the Bengals would be coming here to Arrowhead Stadium. I'm good with that. I I think, dare I say it, the fourth time, <laughs> maybe we get revenge on we the might Cincinnati not Bengals. But this is our time. Right? No, I know. No. The three previous meetings don't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. Go out there and take care of business. Earn your paycheck. But I, I'd, be, I'd be good with that. I think that's kind of how it's trending right now. Again, if the season ended today. So I guess the, the best case scenario is let the Chargers lose. Chiefs win. Chiefs win the division. And that discussion right now, you go into the into the double digits of December with the division already clinched a month before or more before the season ends, and then you see what happens and, and, and you take your chances the rest of the way. So I mean I just I don't want to fall below the two. If it's oh. the two, it's the two. Right. I don't want to fall below the two. Would and you rather play the Bengals or the or the Dolphins though in the first round? Because if you're the one, odds are you're gonna be playing the Dolphins in the first round. Because I think in that 3-6 game with the Ravens and Dolphins, I think the at Dolphins point, win that at game. At this point in time, you're, you're probably taking the Dolphins. Even going to Baltimore, I don't I don't trust the Dolphins on the road. You don't. They yeah. feel like a first round, the possible first-round flame out. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? But what has Baltimore done? Like, what has Lamar no, done in the playoffs? Th- yeah, I know. I know. And they haven't been that consistent. I don't think. They're pretty inconsistent 8-4 and four team, too. They yeah. haven't they haven't found a rhythm. The Dolphins or the Ravens? The Ravens. Yeah. Like, and Lamar's banged up. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what that matchup is. But and is he going to be playing all out, or is he going to be playing for self preservation because he's looking at dollar signs at the end of the right. season too? You know, wherever he's going. Yeah, I don't know where he's going now, but thought it was like the Jets or Giants. Giants, I, and I, now you, both are. Well, it wouldn't, wouldn't have been the Jets probably because at, at the beginning of the season you thought the the kid yeah, would be fine. He'd be fine. Uh, and then the, the Giants. I mean, they're a playoff team too right now. So they I don't are. think either one of those teams would be looking for quarterback. Well, you sent an article the other day about the Giants, which I thought was really interesting. And, and, and it was a quote from Brian Dayball, who says he trusts his coaches and the skill position players in the offense. He never said he trusted the quarterback. And I think if you watched any of it was, that, it game, was an article. It was an article. Ha ha. That, uh, why he wasn't going to take play calling duties away from Mike Kafka. Right. And I'm like, Oh God. I, there's nothing more I, I hate than who's calling the plays, the plays yeah. which coaches knew and going to give them up or not give them up or whatever. I, so I said it with that, but there was, there was more that it wasn't really defending the quarterback, right? Not a lot. And, and if you watch the game on Sunday and whatever, and not, not the quarterback. So yeah, Lamar could, I guess still very, very much end up in, in, uh, in New York. Yeah, he know. could, he could end up with the giants. And I, I just don't think they're wedded to Daniel Jones right now. And again, watching him but, overtime Sunday, they didn't really put the ball in his hands to win the game. Like, but oh. but from a Chiefs standpoint, in the playoffs, I like now it's frankly, I respect all these teams except the Jets, except the Jets. You know right. I mean? Like yeah. the Jets would be the most favorable matchup and the rest of them are like, no, um, but the Jets have a great defense, Josh. Yeah, they've got a great defense. I'm, Mike White. Um, yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm just saying, like, like, why are they here, though? Why yeah. are they the seventh seed? They've got an amazing of all defense. the teams. I'll take them. Yeah, because the rest of them, I know it's going to be a dogfight. Mm hmm. I know the Titans will be a rock fight if you if you face the Titans, right? Yep. We know the Bengals have had the number. Um, Lamar's Lamar, mm-hmm. and I. The worst case scenario is playing the Dolphins. That's right. I don't want to. I don't. Worst. I'm playing the worst worst case scenario. I don't want the emergency podcast. I don't either. This the just I just have to just put my fingers in my ears. We'd have to avoid everything. They'd be in our face if you lose that game. Oh God, okay? yes, yeah. But 
it's it's all a lot closer than it was, I say, a month ago, where I like, just bring anybody anytime, anywhere. Sure. And now it's like, well, everybody's good. Everybody's well, really good. You just got to play them. And now, now I'm kind of like, well, wherever it's played, it's going to be a game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the AFC is tough, man. It is tough. And then you look at the NFC. You've got the Eagles, who I think are the superior team in the NFL right now. They are they are a fantastic football team. The Vikings somehow are 10-2, and two, even with Kirk Cousins out there. They're playing some really good football right now. But I, the 49ers don't have a quarterback. They're the three seed. The Buccaneers are Bite the four tongue, seed. Brock Purdy. The Buccaneers are the four seed right now. They stink out And then loud. let's just debunk the ridiculous story yesterday that said uh, Jimmy Garoppolo could be back uh, for the playoffs. Yeah, no, come on. If Brock Purdy leads him that far, Jimmy Garoppolo ain't playing in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Hate to break it to you. It's not happening. Yeah. yeah. It's good for Jimmy Garoppolo. That's not a long, long uh, uh, surgery, blah, blah, blah. It's good for him, mm-hmm. but it doesn't factor in the Niners. No, I mean, if, if the Niners go on a run and they don't lose the rest You're of the way. You're not changing quarterback. Brock Purdy's your quarterback. Correct. You can't go back Correct. on him. It's like the Jets right now with Mike White. As much as you would like to go back potentially to the kid, or maybe you don't want to go back to the kid. You can't do that now. He's playing some good football mm-hmm. right now. Almost led mm-hmm. you to a win over the Vikings the other day. Uh, Bucks, who knows? Cowboys, never trust them. Never him. trust them. Uh, Giants, Better than anybody, like better than ha- you thought. But I mean, they're one, be three, at, and one in their last five. Happy to be at the party. Thanks yeah. for inviting us. And right. then, uh, and then Seattle the Seahawks. I don't know. I mean, they don't have any stars on that team, really. I mean, DK Metcalf is their guy. Other than that, I mean, they don't really have much going on up there. So the NFC is really, really weak. Just get through the AFC. The AFC champion, the Chiefs, are going to win the Super Bowl this year because I just don't consider anybody other than the Eagles a tremendous and think, team. And I think the Eagles get through, and I think the Eagles would be yeah, good uh, if they're standing at the yeah, end. Yeah, Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl is what the NFL wants. Andy Reid against his former team. Let's do this. Uh, Kelsey and Kelsey. Kelsey for a and week. Kelsey for a week. No, a two week. weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. I'm two sorry. weeks. Now they may not speak during that time. And then you're going to really have to see what kind of jerseys mom and pops wear, yeah, right? No. Are they doing the half and half jersey? I think they, I think they still podcast. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, the podcast. How, yeah. How, they did the whole Before bit. and after. How many networks are rolling to Cleveland Heights, Ohio that week, talking to every school teacher, deli counter, meat slicer, anybody that's ever even seen Kelsey's house before? Talking about, you know, the school bus driver and how Travis used to throw spitballs at Jason, like... Oh, my God, we're in for a week of the Kelsey brothers, two weeks of the Kelsey brothers, and everybody lined up. Like That'd the be street, great. The street that his parents live on, that he grew up on in Cleveland, Ohio, and, and they, they're going to have to shut down that street. It's mm. going to be a mob scene. Uh, faith in Veach for next season's developing problem. We'll get to that next. You're listening to the home of what we learned with Billy Coons. Legend Ball, he's an expert on the city of St. Louis, but he says the people are rude and hateful and they suck. Fridays at 9.50 on Fesco in the Morning. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Your home for car audio since 1967 on 610 Sports Radio. Pick the music on a way back Wednesday, 913-586-7610. Let us know your name. You get the pub. I didn't realize this was a song about you and Dub Cries. (laughs) Well, it did come from S-Dub, and uh, she's been uh, trying to get mom and dad to buy her an electric guitar. 
What's that, you guys? Um, no. She's really been pushing over yeah, the last right. couple months. And now, then it'll sit there and collect dust, and you'll look at it every day. Would you like an acoustic one from uh, my house that's never been used? Do you have one of you those? You have an acoustic? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. See, that, there's your, there's there your answer. No, the answer's no. Yeah. I mean, drums, electric guitar. You got drums, too, if you want some drums. Yeah. You want, you, cut your deal. Hey, you want to give your kids the opportunity to experience things, right? And they come to you. And we all did it when we were kids. They, well, I need this. I want this. And you get it. And then you never play with it. You never use it. You never utilize it. And it ends up being a waste of money. Yeah, I keep asking her. I'm like, okay, so you got you got school. You got dance five nights a week. You got sports. You work at the church. Well, you're going to have time to learn to play a guitar. Right. Where's the time? Well, you just want to pick from? it up and yeah. be able to play it. That's, that'd, be the, that'd be the dream. Yeah. So I, I would say I would say no. And, and look, I, I'm a big fan of the arts, and I, I would love to have every kid playing an instrument and singing and dancing and doing all that kind of stuff. Obviously, it's not for everybody. But I, I think I think you got to draw the line somewhere and say, hey, man, you're, like, you're not going to use it. And we know you're not going to use it. You, right. ju- you just literally laid out the blueprint for why it won't get used. <laughs> there are not enough hours in the day and days in the week and weeks in the year and years in the week that you're, you're going to be able to do this. We could, bring, we could bring back that old segment instead of Spectre learns to play guitar, it's S-Dub learns That's to right. play S-Dub guitar. That's right, S-Dub learns to play guitar, yeah. No kidding. Yeah, ask, uh, Beck, how his ask gu- Beck how his guitar is. He hasn't mentioned that guitar in years. <laughs> years. <laughs> it, got, he- it got three runs and done. <laughs> <laughs> I he forgot was taking all about lessons that. and everything. I forgot yeah. all about that. Is he playing that thing still? Oh wow. man, I think after after it went uh, went away, I think it stayed there in the closet, right? Yeah, I don't. I think he still has it. And I I think he literally it's collecting dust. And I'm sure if you made him an offer that he couldn't refuse, he'd take the offer and give you the guitar, right? I think that's kind of where he is on that. So I, I uh, kids are, are are amazing. They always want stuff, and they think they're going to do this stuff. And that's why we, sometimes we have to be the voice of reason as the parent and say, "You don't have time for that. You yeah. just don't." I like the trying of it though. I but- do. Too. Yeah. I love it. I'll never... And we got the son the drum set when he was like five because I always wanted a drum set. My mother said no. So you got and it so that yourself. was yeah. And yeah. then it's it's yeah. How it's, long has he used it? Never. He took lessons for a little while, but it never never practiced. You know. Yeah. Like went and did. I'm like, okay, you got to practice. Got practice. Never never really was interested. And we kind of packed it up and put it in the storage room. So you so. still have it. You got to yeah. get rid of it. Yeah. Oh, because I'm gonna get it out there and have a jam. I mean, <laughs> when? I don't know. Whenever. Whatever I find five minutes. Would you would you do that like at the next remote we do? I was just gonna No, ask. I can't I can't play at all. I mean I can air drum a little bit, but you know, but the real drumming, not even close. Right. Like we're yeah. gonna be broadcasting live from the airport terminal the day it opens, the first day of the airport terminal. We're gonna be doing the show up there. We have a cowbell though. Okay, I will can you come bring, bring the, the drum set? Will you bring the drum set to the terminal and play for no, people as they're boarding flights? No, I will not. That's Ladies so and gentlemen, Concourse A, we have Josh on drums. You have to put a song next to it, and I try to get, I hit a few of the notes to go along with it. <laughs> yeah. Can't bring myself to, like, put it, sell it. Don't even know what it's worth now. You know right? what I mean? It's like 10 years ago now, I probably bought them. Oh, I'm sure you can get a They're couple in great of bucks shape. for it. Put They're, it on Craigslist. They were in great shape, but never, yeah. Now People still using Craigslist? I just wanted to jam myself, and I haven't even done that, so. My mother and father were having a garage sale a few months back, and we're, my sister and I said, well, did you advertise this thing? Like, they live in, like, a neighborhood where you, if you don't know it's there, it's, you don't know it's You're there. You're going to randomly pop in. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, so do, did you advertise this? And my father and mother, they, oh, we put it on Craigslist. And my sister and I are like, Craigslist? What the hell? <laughs> like, the, Craigslist? That's still a thing? Who's going there? Like, that? that's a weird place to hang out right now. Like... 
I thought it always was. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, it was never for me in the first place because I just didn't wasn't exactly sure. I got two llamas and a goat. If anybody wants to meet me behind the Walmart at six o'clock at night on Tuesday, I don't think so. I have to let too many people know where I'm going to. In case I don't return. That's right. Yeah, no. Where are you going? I'm going to the Walmart in Belton to get goats from the guy I met on Craigslist. I'll be back later. Mm, I'm sure you're well, yeah. I, I was never in on that, but I don't know. I didn't know if it was still a thing or not. I guess. I don't know. Mm. Uh, so I think we can say the, the Chiefs have a, a problem. Yeah. Won't be resolved this year, but a problem. They do. It's called the tackle problem right now. And, and I think... When you look at the raw numbers, and this comes from semi-pro football out of focus, but this is like a real tangible number. The Kansas City Chiefs right now are number one and two in the NFL. That's usually That's a good, good thing, right? In tackles? Yeah. No. Oh. Uh, most pressures allowed by an offensive tackle. Mm. Orlando Brown Jr. is number one with 39. That's like three or four a game of where we stand right now, right? Roughly three to four a game. Well. And Andrew Wiley is number two at 37. And so Orlando Brown is the franchise tag guy. He leads the league in most pressures allowed this year. Andrew Wiley's a, you know, a $700,000 a year type of guy. He comes in at number two. Playing the best he, best he can. Yeah, you know, one of yeah, those like, like, I'm not even mad at you're Andrew You're kind of like playing to, playing to his ceiling. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like if Andrew Wiley was number one on this list and nobody else was around, you wouldn't care. But the fact that Orlando Brown Jr. is number one on this list makes you a little uncomfortable, right? Makes you a little uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go back and watch that last play where Orlando Brown Jr. just could not get in front of the gentleman that was in front of him uh, and caused Patrick Mahomes to have to run, get tripped up by the shoelaces, misses an open McKinnon, blah, blah, blah. Here we sit. So I have, in my own doing, determined we got a tackle problem. I'm not an expert. I just play one on the radio. But I think we got a tackle problem mm-hmm. here in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And what happens when the Chiefs have a problem? They, the next season, rectify that problem. And we have seen them not just rectify a problem, but do like a complete 180 from where they were when it came to that problem. It seems like every year that Patrick Mahomes has been the quarterback, other than the year they won the Super Bowl, but we'll get to that in just one second, there's been a major problem that they've had to rectify. The first year he was the starting quarterback, we couldn't stop anybody. Fired the entire defensive staff, gutted the entire defense, started over, won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl year, they win. And they really didn't have that running back, right? So they went in the first round. They got Clyde Edwards-Alaire. They rectified that problem, they thought, at that time. I still think when healthy, Clyde Edwards-Alaire can be an effective player, but he's never healthy. The next year, the following year, the offensive line lets them down in the Super Bowl. We all watched it on national TV with cardboard cutouts and Josh in attendance of that Super Bowl. And then the weekend still trying to find, you know, what was going on. Um, They had a bad offensive line. They rectified that in the offseason. They signed Joe Tooney. They went and got Creed. They went and got Trey. They rectified that offensive line. Coming off of, you know, last season, they had issues that they needed to address on the defensive side of the ball. They needed to address the defensive backfield. What did they do? They went and drafted four defensive backs, went and signed Justin Reed, who decided to tweet yesterday. And here we sit with a much better defensive backfield than what we had a year ago, where he had Sorensen and Tyron Matthew waving his hands in the air. So when the Chiefs have a problem, they, in my opinion, the best I've ever seen in this town at identifying the problem and fixing the problem and not acting like they are smarter than us as fans, where a lot of people say, oh, you just don't know what you're watching. The spin rate on that pitch is really good, or this guy really does have a good blocking technique or whatever the case may be. The Chiefs understand they're not smarter than any of us, 
They understand what the problems are. They know what the fans are talking about. They understand what the issues are, and they go out and fix them. And so while the tackles are an issue today, and there really isn't much we can do to fix the tackle spot today, there really isn't anything we can do right now, mark my words, Brett Veach has a track record, Josh, of when there's a problem that presents itself, he fixes Yo, that I'll problem solve it. in the offseason. Check out the hook. <laughs> there's a yeah, but. Okay. Not a tackle. What do you mean? He went and got Orlando Brown. Yes, he did. He drafted Lucas Niang. Yeah. Darian Kennard, we, t- we were told, was going to be a... Yep, never remember. Yeah, and had, right. and, uh, granted, he's in year one. He's a fifth-round pick. Like That felt like you overshot your skis a little bit. Like, oh, there's a hope. If it's up, maybe he turns out into something. I don't know. Uh, Lucas Niang comes in now when you need an extra tackle on a uh, a fourth down play. Yeah. I don't know if he's ever going to be there. Lucas Niang's biggest problem was skipping a year for COVID. And you gave up resources to get that tackle you eyed. Right. So they haven't had a great track record on tackles. That's fair. That's fair. You gave up resources. You also got Nick Bolton in return. So that, that, that that trade I'll never say was a bad trade. No, it was good. And, and, and if they get away from it, I'll give you more credit if you get away from it after this year. Yeah, absolutely. You can't. Then if you're wedded to it. It's like a stock, right? If a stock is tanking, don't put more money into that stock. Like if you're, it's going to turn around, wedded to it, get out because you gave up resources might be a bigger detriment than just, but we've seen a lot of most teams do do that though, Josh, where they stay in it because they gave up the resources. So they haven't had the try. Love the center, love the guard, love the going and getting toony. Yeah. The inside line has been no problem. Now. Can you do that on the outside? Yeah, We'll see big off. Cause we thought Orlando Brown was that guy. Right. Like you did like, wow, that was, a, that was a savvy move. Loved it when it happened. Okay. Guy wants to be a beast at left tackle. Let's go. Here's your left tackle. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look like that might be the case. And I probably should have taken and, my own advice. If, if Baltimore's giving up this guy to Kansas city, why? Well, they already had a left tackle. That's where, that's where I justified yeah, it. You okay. know what I mean? Like they already, had, they already had a left tackle. He wanted to play left tackle. There wasn't left tackle availability. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. He was good at right, but didn't want to play right. Right. Okay. Whatever. Um, and then, like, like Wiley is exactly what you want. Yeah, he's fine. He's exactly yeah. what you want. Um, maybe as a swing tackle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's beating him out. Right. He's won the job. Mm-hmm. He's com- convincingly won the job. They don't have anybody better to put in at those spots. Okay, well, now you might have to go look for the better. Right. So. You went out to find the best, and you came back with Lucas Niang. Who didn't pan out. No, and that's his own fault, man. He skipped that year and never recovered. COVID year and injuries. Yeah. I don't know if he'll, I don't know if he'll ever fit. He may not. He may not. Or I, maybe maybe Kennard and, and Yang, I'm not saying starters, but maybe one of those finds themselves in the mix to be a starter next year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. If they can develop them and, and do whatever. You've got a couple in-house options, uh, but I think that that's that and – Defensive end are going to be your two biggest spots next year. Yeah, the again, the yeah. edges of the offensive defensive line are where it's going to be mm-hmm. a uh, very appropriate flex by the NFL that we need to get to next. Fesco in the morning brought to you by Santa Fe auto sound, Kansas city's home for car audio since 1967.
no Clarence Clemens. Uh, 913-586-7610. You pick the music on a way back Wednesday. Give us your name so we know who gets the credit. <laughs> I picked that spot just for you. The air sax, Clarence Clemens, Josh Klingler, my man, True Green Thumb. He's out bird hunting. He went a little born to run from Bruce Springsteen. Bird hunting. Yeah, bird hunting. Bruce Springsteen. It's a little loud for bird hunting. I know, it? right? <laughs> you just scared them all away. All the birds are gone. Make sure you come over to my joint, my man, and shoot all the woodpeckers, please. Mm. Every one of them. And oh, it, I'm sure it, Pete is going to come after me now, right? And if you can take go to care Bob's of... house and shoot all the peckers. Yeah, there, your door is right. open. Yeah, door is open. You can go out there and shoot them and the squirrels. Has a dog ever caught a squirrel, by the way? I'm trying to think one of ours might have got a rabbit one day it was awful it was terrible we've had that too and it was yeah. not dead yeah and it was squealing and it was awful oh yeah. god not this current dog and i said go old, get a yeah. shovel yeah you gotta then, get a shovel <laughs> and i didn't do get it the I, was, shovel! I played the role of your mother in that one yeah Jackie, go get a shovel. Oh, my God. It's awful. Though. I don't like dead animals. Like, dead animals give me just, like, the heebie-jeebies, man. Yeah, I, no, I, like a, even, like, a dead squirrel yeah. on the side of the road. I'm like, oh. Yeah. yeah. I scoop it and throw it in the garbage can. I yeah, hate squirrels. Awful. Uh, this from uh, Zach. Black leather couch, westbound 70 in Blue Springs. I could only see the back. It looked good. Uh, unknown cushion details. Claim at your own risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's out there, too, as well. Westbound 70 in Blue Springs. Yeah, Black leather couch the, the won't front, last long. The front, you know, you got to check on because if the back's all jacked up, you can just put it against the wall, right? right. You, can, you can hide that. So yeah. we got to know what the, we got to know what the front condition of the couch is. Mm. I found this job. I think that would be good for you and I eventually. I saw this today. Nissan hires people called smell masters, and their job is to smell the new cars to make sure the appropriate new car smell is in them. That's a job. That's a job. Wow. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out how much they make. I saw something like the the average smell masters making like 60 grand a year or something like that, but that wasn't exactly what I was looking for for the uh, for the Nissan smell master, but that's a hell of a job right there. You you think you got them all. Like there are jobs for everything out there and there are jobs you've never heard of or thought of, but there's somebody doing it. The Nissan smell master, that ranks up there on I I'm just curious lists. if that's an all day thing or if they like they put, you know, 20 cars out, and the guy comes on Wednesdays and you just go through. Yeah, like, is this Sniffs a retired around? guy, you know? Or or if this is a full-time sniffer. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Would you would you want to sniff cars for a full-time job? I, I, I could see myself sitting at the Friendship Nook at the J, getting a workout in, having a cup of coffee with the guys, and going, all right, guys, I got to leave. I got to go, go smell cars. Got to go to the plant. Yeah. Like, that's a gotta good go retiree put my time job, Got to right? go put my time at the plant. Oh, yeah. yeah. What do you do? I, I, I'm on the line for cars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, what I, does he do? I, I smell them. <laughs> there are a couple of options when I retire. I'm going to be a greeter at Costco. You know, check your card as you walk in. I think that that's clearly in my path. I told you guys the other day, one of my dream jobs is to be a pilgrim at Plymouth Plantation and to teach people about the history of the pilgrims. I will dress up with a big buckle and a hat and make fires and things like that. I think I would be very good. I either would do that or want to drive like a bus around and give people tours and make things up. And and an, another great retiree job is clearly the smellmaster job. Like I can't imagine that's a full time, eight hour a day, five day a week type of job where you're going up there and smelling cars. I wouldn't think so, but I don't know. Maybe maybe it is good for them. It sounds like a good retiree job to me. Five guys split that job. Everybody goes up a day and you know has their yeah. uh, the way to get out of the house. Um, well done by the NFL. <laughs> this is so good. Like they have not really flexed another game, but they have they provided. An appropriate option for another game. Week 16, 
Rams and Broncos mm-hmm. Christmas day game. That's a toilet bowl okay. game. Not moving it. They decided this is the Nickelodeon game because mm-hmm. if there's anything worthy of slime, it's Broncos Rams on Christmas day. Let me say this. Isn't the, the slime game usually a playoff game in the NFL? Right, I, I swear, think they like, had another. I think they have a playoff game. Yeah, yeah, oh, they, I think they, they have they, wild, they, wild card weekend. weekend. They yeah. do, so they get a playoff and a regular. So this is like the tune-up slime game, right? Correct. Do you remember the show? You can't do that on television, obviously, mm-hmm. right? They used to yes. stuff people in the lockers. They tried to stuff Russell Wilson and the Broncos and the Rams in the locker. They got out. They got to play this game. On paper, when the schedule came out, this was going to be a big game. This was supposed to be a big game. What a terrible game. And it's the perfect game to get slimed. Like all the players for the Rams and all the players and coaches for the Broncos, they all need to get slimed. The one game on the NFL schedule that is totally opposite of what was advertised at the beginning of the year. Like going into this season, you saw Broncos and Rams on Christmas Day. You're like, that's going to be for something. Is that a potential Super Bowl matchup, as everybody would like to say? That game features the two biggest underachieving teams in the NFL this year and maybe in the last decade. I have never seen two teams underachieve more and be total failures more than what the Rams and Broncos have been this year. The Broncos, the, the Rams get a little bit of a free pass. They're coming off a Super Bowl. Their quarterback's hurt. You know, somebody fell off a stage. Aaron Donald put his shirt back on. Like, like they're, they're riding high on the Super Bowl. I get that. But the Denver Broncos, that's the worst season in the NFL this year. They are the worst team in the league this year. So apropos, man, perfect for the NFL to put this on. Now, time. bad for like introducing children to football. Like mm, this mm. isn't exactly like that's a good point. Here's what happens in football. Right. By showing them bad football. Great for us. Yes. Russell slimed. I'm in. I'm in. Well, I guess you'd have to get a touchdown. Yeah, you'd have to score. Um, Not going to well, happen. I suppose if somebody, uh, don't they do it if they get sacked or anything too? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I would I, just I'm, slime Russell on every play. If I'm I was willing to catch this Baker Mayfield against Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, with slime in the line. Is Baker playing tomorrow night? Might. I don't know. Yeah, they sent him the uh, offense on the plane. So oh, he well, was, I mean, he was trying to, to cram yeah. in on the plane on so how to he, throw interceptions and yell at people. As long as he get through security, <laughs> Parker, um, mm-hmm. he might play tomorrow. But uh, I think that's a, that's a well-done move. Like, let's just, yeah, let's just give him this game. Whatever. Yeah. Hope the kids tune in. Parents will have some fun because if they have to watch this game, this would be a better version of it. Oh, God, yeah. You're watching. I'm I'm actually going to watch this one. Yeah. Yeah. Russell's going to be upset when he gets slimed. It sounds absolutely perfect.